Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Sixteen years after the release of the film Rivers and Tides, director Thomas Riedelsheimer's returns to work with artist Andy Goldsworthy. The film Leaning Into the Wind follows Andy on his exploration of the layers of his world and the impact of the years on himself and his art. We're joined today by the director of Leaning Into the Wind, Thomas Riedelsheimer. Thomas, welcome to film school. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, this is a, just a beautiful film. To, it's very meditative. It's very... Uh, it feels like it is the work that Andy Goldsworthy wanted. It feels like you this collaboration between the two of you feels seamless and uh, very collaborative. Tell me a little bit about after 16 years going back to work with him and your thoughts sort of going into the project uh, as you were entering into it with him. Yeah, I mean, when, when we finished Rivers and Tides... Um that was in 2001, I guess, or 2002. And we hardly, hardly had any contact for the next um, 14 years or something like that. Mm. And, um, and that had several reasons. I mean, first of all, Andy is not a very social person, so it's not like calling him up every now and then and having a chat or something like that. He's just not that type of person. And then he had some, some issues at that time with uh, Rivers and Tides, uh, he, he thought that his nature is just too pastoral, too romantic in, in the film. Yeah. And, uh, and so we had a kind of a pause and not, not hearing uh, from each other very much. But then uh, some years ago, I've been in Scotland and I called him whether he was around and we met in Edinburgh. And it was a very, very strange feeling for me because it, it immediately felt very close again. It immediately felt like we just said goodbye the other day. And I could just go on with thinking about his work. We, we had a chat. He talked about uh, his new project. And I realized that I was not done with that man. It's just so interesting still. And I think it was the same with him because uh, a couple of weeks later, we both admitted that we we thought, well, why not make a second film? Mm. And uh, and then we met and we talked about it. And, but of course, it was it took us a long time to really go for it because we all were a bit frightened of the of the success that Rivers and Tides had, and no, no one wanted a kind of a sequel thing, Rivers and Tides Part Two, or um, all that that kind of thing. But but then we said, well, why not? And just try to do something else, or try, try to do an, another perspective, try to have mm-hmm. another point of view, another angle into his work and into his personality. And then, it, and then we decided to do it. For our listeners who may not have seen Rivers and Tides, what is a sort of a, a good window into the world of Andy Goldsworthy's art? How would you describe it to someone who hadn't seen Rivers and Tides. Hmm. Um, I think Andy, I mean, he's called a land art artist 
So um, basically what he most of the time does, he uh, tries to make or he makes art with things he finds, with trees, leaves, with natural stuff, um, stones, all, all these kind of things. And, uh, and I, I would say what he's trying to find out or what he's trying to explore is the cycles of nature and, of course, the cycles of, of a human of a human and, mm. and of him and of everyone, mm. layers that we leave in the land, on the ground, um, coming into being, decaying, passing away, all these, these kind of very substantial moments in life. He's trying to understand through observing nature and to, through seeing what, how nature behaves, what nature does. Mm. It, it is, for me, watching his work, or watching both of these films and watching him work, there is something meditative about his, his art. There's something very engaging in finding the connection between we humans and our environment, in our natural environment. The one, the one thing that kept coming across in both films, but particularly in this one, um, is that this sort of almost zen-like focusing on what's here and now, what's in front of us, and to see it in ways that we don't normally see it. And I, I really appreciated that. And it, like, like I said, it really came across in the film how much this is about connecting to the present, to our where we are and as human beings individually. I mean, in that experience, because it, it feels like that's a big pull in what he's, for me... Where I, what I get from his work is being present, and um, I, I don't know if that's a, you know. So I, I guess this is if, if, if you go ahead. If you go out in nature and work with nature, um, you you are almost by definition you are in the present because if it, when it's raining, it rains. You can't say, "Well, I, I want sun" or something like that. So I think he's. A lot of what he does is determined by other forces, and that, that of course, I mean, he's sometimes fighting it and struggling it and trying to overcome it or trying to do it also, or nevertheless, uh, it is working, or, or wind and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, the, the, the nature tells you that um, you have to be in the moment. It, it only works in the moment. It works with the, with the light that is there at the moment, with the colors that are there. It's all these, these things that have to come together to make his work work, if you want. Mm -hmm. if, he, if he does something that needs a certain light, then he has to wait for that moment. And it's always this, this moment that is then happening. And of course, this is probably what he says in the beginning, uh, in the end of the film, when he talks about these moments, mm -hmm. these moments of clarity that he's struggling for the moments where he's shown something right and it's not clear what that is but it's like a deep understanding of something that occurs all of a sudden and it happens in the very moment and it's not something you can plan it's not something you can um, uh, you can train for it happens if you are there right and as uh, your first point is also the, the, the awareness this kind of um, he loves to go 
round his house the same way for years and years to get the awareness of what happens, the awareness of how plants grow, how the trees grow, and, um, and, and if there was a dead sheep, you will see in the next year that there is another vegetation, and you have all this kind of awareness of yeah. how the land and nature changes and works. And, and this is, I think, these are big things for him. Right. But at the same time, a lot of his work, not all of it, but a lot of his work is very transitory. It's very in the moment. It's very much in that time. But the other side of it is, for me, as someone who loves film and loves watching great films, is that we have, we've now given people an opportunity to experience this in some way for as long as, film, as, long as they have the opportunity to see his work through your, your work rivers and tides and now leaning into the wind so there's something very sort of um there's a lot of, there's some different disciplines that are going on in what you're doing with andy that i felt again uh, this strong connection to and i i appreciate this sort of expansion of our sort of our perceptions of things through your work and through andy's and i i, I really really got a lot out of watching the film on that level as well Oh, thank you. I mean, it's, uh, that, that's an old issue with, with documentary filmmaking anyway, you know, because if, if the real thing happens in the moment, of course, but then there is the recording, and then there's the recording happens through my eyes, so it's not the reality anymore. It's, it's, it's a different thing. It's something new that um, I create out of what Andy does, and, uh, and it's not his work anymore, entirely his work anymore. And, and this is probably um, part of the, the collaboration that, that we have, that we create something new out yeah. of it. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Thomas Riedelsheimer, and he is the director of the film uh, called Leaning Into the Wind. And he has collaborated with the uh, artist Andy Goldsworthy on a previous film called Rivers and Tides. I strongly recommend you check out both of these films. Uh, terrific. Um, both uh, are companion pieces in in and uh, in the way that they complement each other. Also, the passage of time, what it means to be an artist, uh, what do we learn as we move through life. There's a whole lot of things that are going on in these in in both of these films. Um, you had mentioned getting back together and seeing Andy again, and then getting back together and started talking about this. Did you feel like your reconnection with him in some way has inspired him to do some of the work that we see in, in the film, or was it something that he had been planning? What sort of in that sort of spark of creativity did that did did you inspire him to do some of the things we see in, in leaning into the wind? Oh, I guess so. I mean, I uh, I think it's uh, I would not think of a work that he especially made because of a suggestion I, I did. But we when you when you start on on a film like that you, you start talking about, okay, what what can we do? What should we do? What kind of works? What about um, projects? What about working with a team? What are your projects for the next years? And and then it all comes together and there are ideas and he throws in something and I throw in something. And um, and there is, I mean, our relationship, our work relationship is a very relaxed and, uh, I have to say, a very 
good and and never stressful. It was never stressful working with him over the the, the last years. It was a bit different in in rivers and tides because he, he we didn't know each other and in, in the beginning i I did not really understand his work and the the impact and the um how can I put it the the, the, the unreliability unre- of nature but i mean if I wanted things to be in the film, I was nervous and I wanted some snow and I wanted some this and some that. <laughs> things that I knew from his books yeah. and he said at some point he just took me aside and said well Thomas the first thing you have to understand when you work with me is it might happen but it, you have to get loose of your ideas just get get rid of your ideas there will be something fantastic but it will probably not what you expected mm-hmm. and this was a, a, a very helpful lesson for me so for this second thing I mean we, we already had this kind of work relationship and we could build on uh, build upon that and um, and I have to say it was was very easy going yeah it's just a nice collaboration it, it feels that way watching the film it just feels very symbiotic very very sort of uh, uh, you could tell in his interaction with the camera occasionally he will, he would be talking to to the camera uh, obviously he's talking to yeah. you in some way and and just this way of of uh, the film has just this beautiful rhythm to it. And this collab again, I come back to this idea. It feels very much like this collaboration. That's why I was asking about the idea of inspira- inspiring each other, because it does feel mm-hmm. that way. And, and, and there are things in the film that are particularly noteworthy in terms of the visuals. I was very much taken by um, this climbing through the trees the the idea the whole the metaphor for leaning into the wind as someone who gets older in you know from the last film to mm. today this idea of leaning forward as you go through life becomes in a little more challenging i would have and and, and so mm. i i just there's there's that and the other part of it and i just have a question here i promise uh and that is you were working with uh felix He's working with Holly. This is sort of a family, uh, you know, family affair on on other levels. Um, and uh-huh. is is that am I is this correct? Did this feel like this sort of uh, this you know kind of uh, collaboration of family as well as just the, you two, you and you and Andy as as well? I mean, I uh, I didn't know that Holly was working for him when when we started. Huh? And uh, and I didn't know that Felix would be working with me when I started, <laughs> but then it, it it just happened. And uh, and of course for me it was a striking image of uh, of gener of, of the the change of generations. Of uh, here they are. Here's my son working as a camera assistant and then yeah. eventually becoming a cameraman or a director. And then there is Holly. She studied art in in Glasgow Art School. And eventually becoming an artist, doing very different things from Andy, but but still there is this. Okay, we are a generation that has some years left, maybe, but then there's the next generation. Mm-hmm. So I think in, in the whole idea of the film, where it's a lot about cycles, a lot about yeah. passing, um, things decaying, just uh, this this was striking for me that that we have it in in front of our faces. We have these young. This young people, and uh, 
and they and I love this sequence when when Holly is is helping him wrapping the puppies yes. Yes. around his hand mm-hmm. and and the, the talk that they have and it's so much Andy he's so <laughs> struggling with the fact that somebody else even if it's his daughter somebody else is doing his his work <laughs> and I think that is um, again the the idea of time that is still very much present also in new film yeah. Well, it's just a beautiful film to look at. It's a beautiful film to watch and listen to. And the rhythms, as you're describing them, the rhythm of life, the rhythm of the cycles of life and and the planet. And the, there's a particularly strong section about the tree, the fallen tree. And, and also one of my favorite sections was uh, the ants uh, and sort of the snaking through um, the, I don't know if it's a jungle, but certainly a, 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 a look like a kind of a... <laughs> kind of a wooded, for certain, a wooded area, but all these different places that you travel around the world and you see people using uh, what's their environment uh, to fashion their their way of life. And that. And again, not all this resonates throughout the film. It really feels like a, like a love letter to, uh, to our environment, to our planet, to our, our sense of place as well. Thank you. You're very welcome. Any uh, further reflections on, in terms of uh, your continued work as well? You've you've done other films uh, that weren't weren't with Andy, but um, is sort of has this had an impact on your other work in terms of of your filmmaking? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, through Andy, I think um, nature became one of the main focus points of of my work. Uh, I'm, I'm, with all, with everything I do, in a way, it is, is this link to nature. And if I say so, I think I'm, what I mean is, um, we are so individual in our daily lives and our cities and, and our environment. But nature really shows us that there is a, that we are part of something bigger. And, it makes you more humble. I mean, I just returned from three days of skiing in, in the mountains, and we had a kind of a severe situation where we've been up a mountain, and it got dark, and I, uh, my friend lost his skis, so we had to, to go down the mountain at night, and it was freezing cold. And, and then you feel that nature just doesn't care. I mean, it will get dark, it will get cold, whether you're on your skis or not, it yeah. Just nature doesn't care about you that much, but still to be part of that and to feel the power of it and the the beauty as well is, is so. Um, for me, it's just, it just became very important part of of my life and and also the. I mean, one of the things for documentary filmmaking in in Rivers and Tides, says, Andy says, total control can be the death of a work, and I so much like this saying that we always try to to have everything in control and this is especially true for filmmaking but maybe we are killing something by doing so we need to this idea of improvisation we need to look to watch carefully what's coming up what is what is around us this awareness of things that happening and and if you do so i think much more interesting things come up things that you never could have thought about Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you for that reflection on, on your art. And uh, I really appreciate this film, uh, Leaning Into the Wind. It's in theaters. Um, and 
just check this out. It's a great uh, to if you've seen Rivers and Tide, uh, you'll know what the film is in general, what it's going to be about. But it'll surprise you in, in other ways. So, uh, and if you haven't seen it, you should check it. Check out both Rivers and Tides, and now Leaning into the Wind. Thomas Riedelsheimer, thank you so much for being here on Film School. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for the talk. Very nice. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.